House of Mystery presents Inside Writing, the radio show where authors discuss their writing process in all genres. Okay, welcome back into the House of Mystery. And of course, I'm sitting at the wheel. This is Al Warren in the middle of fires, burning, burning, baby, burn. <laughs> And Mr. Dave Martino is sitting on the side, just having a good time, doing his nails. Doing my nails, wearing a dress. Oh, you were in a dress. <laughs> <today>. <laughs> what did you say the other day? <laughs> well, I know, but that was that was appropriate for the show. Not it's oh. not, not appropriate for this. <sighs> this is a serious show. Wow. I know. We're not, yeah, Jesus. Save the dress for Mr. Garrick Jones, and everyone needs a dress when he's on. Like when you have RuPaul on, you got to wear one, right? Because that's, this is this is not RuPaul here. This is this is RuPaul with bad makeup. This is now. Now we've got um, a newbie. Actually, I, I you know me, I'm always scanning around social media, and I find someone that looks interesting. Looks like they got some really good stuff coming around, and I thought, well, let's do it. Um, so here we go. We've got Mr. Jeff Oliver uh, sitting on the line. How are you doing today, Jeff? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm um, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, better than Dave. That's pretty pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, Mr. Jeff. So let's let's talk about this. Now you kind of write in the horror area, and you also do a lot of um, poetry and stuff. I see all sorts of things going on here. But let's let's talk about where it started for you. So how did how did Jeff decide he wanted to be a writer? I was 11 years old, uh, sitting in the corner of my own room, cowering. Cowering? How come? I was scared. What kind of things scare you? Like what kind of, um, at that time? Uh, being abused would be one. But uh, that's what started me writing. Right there. And it just went from there. I just wrote and wrote and wrote. I opened journals frantically. I'd stack them just to pass the time and get away from it all. So do you feel it was kind of an escape then? or It was an escape and a pleasure at the same time. I, was like, I felt better when I was doing it. But then if I wasn't doing it, I was just frantic, losing my mind as a child. But I did grow out of all of that, and I made myself stronger from it by writing. And that's what built me to who I am today. That taught me a lesson when I was 11 years old. I was like, I'll never treat someone like this. From there on out, my family, I love my kids, I love me. Never had my father as a child, but can't miss someone you never knew, right? Right. right. Okay, so, so when you're 11 and you're sort of going through bad times and, you, and, you're, and writing is kind of a a savior in a way for you. It's kind of something that, that keeps you going and gives you a good direction. What was it that kind of lit the fire for you to actually think you could start publishing what you write and start putting it out there for the world to see? Well, that didn't really come till I had, till I met my wife. Uh, she inspired me to do it. She's like, your, your work is great. Just go for it. So I did. So my wife is the one who lit that fire under me back in 2012. I did a self-published run. I did a self-published self, book, self book. It was called Strange Sounds. That was my very first. That's on my author page as well. That came out in not till like 2017. Yeah, that was my first one. My wife was my inspiration. I love her so much. 
you know, it's, it's, it, that's great. I mean, it's, I think it helps people to have that, that backup. Is the light to my darkness. That makes sense. Yeah, it, it, it does. I, I think it's good that we all have that. Did you not feel confident enough in yourself? No, not that. I just thought it'd be burned one day. Yeah, I just thought I'd, I did burn a couple as a child. I didn't, I didn't want to remember. So I just threw the journals in a fire pit and burned them. Wow. Yeah, I wrote a book about it. Let's talk about some of your writing here. Now, you did, you do um, two books now. You've got volume one and two of Scattered Thoughts. Yes. Now, what is Jeff Oliver's Scattered Thoughts? Everything. Every emotion that you can think of and every emotion that you can't. I mean, I just write every emotion that most people don't even know they have. I've been told that a lot. I didn't even know I could feel like that. Stuff like that. Um, there's love, there's madness, there's demons. It's just a scattered mess. No pun intended, but it's a scattered mess. So you have scattered thoughts, so it kind of covers a whole area of, you know, love and all sorts of things going on in your, in your, in your horror, horror, all this sort of stuff going on. But what, what is it about a certain thing that you decide that it's going to be in the book? Like, how do you choose which thoughts you're going to, you're going to write down and put in a, in a book like that? Uh, there's not really a process. I just pick the ones that I think are going to hit hardest. It's going to connect the most. Someone out there struggling, they need a lift. Just read that. Read so that is that one. sort of what you you know when you when you put one of these books together? Is you, are you sort of hoping that that's what it does? Like you you lift people up, or you connect with them, or what what exactly is it that you hope someone takes away from one of your books? All of that and more. I mean, um, it actually does all those things. I've been told that a lot, actually. It does. It lifts everybody up. It makes people mad. It makes people smile. It makes people scream. It makes people cross their eyes. I mean, there's a lot of things about my writing that I could say, but it'd probably be a new book. That would be a new book, probably. Like, what does it do? Everything. It connects with the emotions, with the soul. It's like, I needed this right now. Someone would say, I needed this. I needed this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just so many thank yous in a day that I get from people. It's amazing. And I'm very humble. It's great. When I, when I was younger, I, I did some poetry. I kind of got away from it. But I, I kind of, uh, you know, I just kind of went with, um, I, I guess I kind of romanticized it as, like, jazz. Like, whatever came out just came out onto the page. I was wondering... Do you have a specific structure that you use for your for your poetry? I think of the door. I think of Jim Morrison, mm. best poet alive in my mind, or best poet that was alive in my mind was Jim Morrison. Uh, he's one of my major inspirations in poetry. Um, I can look around the room and say, hey, there's my son's rabbit. I'm going to write about that rabbit, and I'll write a poem about it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, Jim Morrison just connects with me like nothing else, like the doors. They, I just, there's nothing else that does that, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Is your poetry lyrical? Yes. I write, I write it top to bottom, vertical, like a short verse, strap, strap, and I just flow it. 
Some most of the times I'll write them live. I'll just rewrite them like from a book or something that I have. And I have a new idea. I'll just rewrite them in in real time, like ten minutes. Okay. Yeah, it takes me like ten minutes to do one. Sometimes I do eight, nine, ten a day. Wow. It depends on it. Yeah, it depends on the mood. One uh, poem I wrote, I wrote it for Flash Fiction, for Crystal Lake. Yeah. I uh, wrote it in my lyrical format. It was like 583 words or something. I wrote that in like 30 minutes. Wow. And then they accepted it as a finalist when I submitted it. It's called The Man Beneath the Grave. That's coming out. The voting polls will be up on the 31st. First on Crystal Lake's uh, page for the voting for the short story winner for August. Great. But yeah, it just flows, man. I don't know where or why, but it does. Do you do a lot of editing or do you just uh, does it all come out? No. I don't edit at all. I don't. I just bam. I mean, I just, if it, it is what it is when it comes out. So they get the real feeling. I'm not, there, I'm not sitting there editing 90, 100 minutes a day or hours a day. I just I just flow it out. That's for the page anyway. My books, I get edited, of course. But it's raw emotion. Yep, raw. That's all I do. Raw. Whatever I'm feeling. And I, and I can go back in my past and pull out an emotion and write about hmm. it. I can think about what I want to do with myself and write about it, like future. And whatever's happening around me, which is present. So I just do it. I mean, I could read you guys one from uh, Scattered Thoughts, too, if you want. Thinking about going live on my page here soon, too. Words from the Soul. I haven't done that in about a year. The one I'm going to read to you is called Scars. Okay. An excerpt from Scattered Thoughts, Volume 2. Published by Cosby Media Productions. All right. My scars tell my story. I have quite the inventory. My failures are my glory as I rose up from the flames. I learned by name. I erased my shame. A once shattered heart healing in the rain. My open mind has saved me many times from myself. It taught me how to walk quietly through the walkways of hell. I used to think I was a burden to everything around. Then I learned so peacefully how to calm myself down. I listen to the sounds that pound in my mind. I have finally found the peace that I needed to find. I walked through that darkness. I found myself there. The flames left marks, but I didn't care. Another scar to carry peacefully into the night. Another beautiful reason teaching me how to fight. There are stories within the ink if you pay close attention. Sometimes the pain just stings as I gaze at my reflection. I know that perfection is a story in itself, but I've seen a perfect flame when I used to burn in hell. The colors flowed so beautifully, some exactly the same. I stared at them so intensely, trying to block out the pain. Then in a thunderous shout, it came in came the cooling rain, putting out the fire as it whispered me my name. Scars are for a reason. Carry them with pride. There should not be a story that you should ever hide. It hurt for a reason. It hurt for a cure. It hurt so you could open brand new doors. Scream into the stars if you have to. Let the world know your name. Explain to them the reason you burned in those flames. There are stories within the ink if you, cl- if you pay close attention. 
Sometimes the pain just stinks as I gaze at my reflection. When you write something like that, um, as it's very um, emotional, very close to you. Yes. You know, putting that out there, you're putting a lot of your um, emotion, you're putting a lot of your own thoughts, and which covers pain and love and all this sort of stuff, but it's very raw. Yeah, but when you do that, do you worry about how people are going to react to it, or do you think, you know, because you're exposing a part of yourself, you're exposing a lot of yourself uh, to just anybody, so it's not like just to your wife or to close friends or family, you're actually just putting it out there so that anybody can pick it up and then say anything. And this is the type of world now that we're in that, you know, there's so easily connectable to each other and to people you don't know. Um, do, do, do you feel sort of a little vulnerable by doing that? Not at all. It's, it just is. I mean, like my one work, uh, leave me to be as strange as a wish. I never asked for any of this. It just is. I mean, and I'm, there's a lot of people out there going through the same thing that I am. Like, been there, done that. Like, that's my life. That's what I write about my wife. It's like, oh, man, I wish I had someone like that or all this. That. It's, yes, it's, uh, I don't feel vulnerable. I just hope my work can help someone. I'm wondering, with you reading that, you're thinking about going live and, and stuff with your poetry. Have you ever done performance poetry, poetry slams? Is that something that you're looking to do? Okay. Is that something that you would like to do? Is that something that you're trying to get into? I never really thought about it. But now that we're doing the, the voiceovers and stuff, I'm starting, to, I'm starting to think about that more and more. Uh, I also have some other things in the works for poetic fiction. It's actually a screenplay. I'm working on that with a friend of mine. His name is Ronaldo Torres. And uh, I'm planning on starring in it, <laughs> trying to act for the first time and stuff, you know. I could be that character, you know, because I know that character. Hmm. So that's the thing in the process that's uh, going to be good, I think. Do you find that... Um through through writing poetry, do you, do you find that that uh, whether it's screenwriting or, or writing novels or short fiction, do you do you find that it makes you um, a more efficient writer, or do you feel that the uh, the writing uh, poetry you know helps with your prose? I believe it does. Even my wife said, like when I first met you to now, the the way you've gotten so much better over the years is amazing. That's what, what connected me with my wife is my writing. Like, that's how we met, through my writing. It's, it's amazing. She's seen my one. I posted something many years ago. I, for, I cannot remember what it was to this day. I've been looking. But uh, that drew her to me, and we started talking. And after that, here we are almost 10 years later. I'm looking at poetic fiction. You know, journals of a silent screams. Um, now, what's what's the premise? Like, what's the story behind this? How, maybe tell the listeners what what it is. A child suffering through abuse, schizophrenia, mazes, delusions, um, an abusive parent, um, different realities. I mean, 
it's, I don't have it in chapter form. I have it in journal form. So each journal entry has a date, like February 6, 2003. I mean, it jumps back and forth through time since he was born, since Sander was born, until the time he did what he did at the end. But it's a poetic, rhyming, flowing novel. And I, I infuse characters into it and a storyline as well, into poetry. So brought poetry and horror together. Who who is Xander like for you? Like where did that character come from? Xander, he came from all over in my in my emotions and my thoughts. I pulled him out of nowhere. But uh, half of this is fiction, half is reality. Xander might have been me, it might have been a brother, might have been a friend. I let the reader decide who they think Xander is. So when you when you're you're talking about Xander's. Um, Journal entries, like what, what Xander is going through. Yes, One of my reviews says it's almost hell itself. How did you decide? Like, I mean, it's really interesting that you got, um, you know, like a demon's talk and shadows surrounding him. So what? Mm-hmm. So how do you decide what setting and what world he is in? He's in many worlds throughout this book. Imaginary realities. He's jumping in and out. Saint asylums. Um, he's married, his children are there, his children are ripped away, he's looking for them. He's a fisherman in Louisiana on a houseboat. It's, he's everything. But in his mind, he's always been in the same place. In his mind, he was everywhere else. But in reality, he's been in the same place the whole time. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much hallucinations, and then it explains why and what he did about it and what happened later on and all that. But, yeah, I rhymed this whole novel. I mean, I, I put my – I infused my poetry into it. I wrote about Marcus. Marcus was Xander's brother in the book, like what happened when he was a kid. What happened as he grew, what he did, what he became. I mean, it's, I can read a journal entry from here if you'd like. I'll read like a one pager from uh, November 19th, 2002. I do what I do. I do what I can to remain calm. I must fight off the claws. I am 20. I am 20 now, putting my fists through walls. Triggered so easily, certain sounds set me off. Certain smells caused chaos within my fractured soul. Growing up thinking is every growing up thinking everything is my fault. Beaten into submission and forced to apologize for bleeding too much, screaming too much, eating too much. I flipped out before on her. I guess she forgot about that day. I felt my rage coming on again. She had moved away, but was coming back to town on a plane. I prayed that the plane would crash in flames. I prayed she would burn. Burn as she burned me. Feel the pain as she inflicted on me. The bruises she left. The eternal regrets. The madness she raised me to be. I prayed she would burn. And t- I, I prayed she would burn. In hell. I didn't want to see her. Hear her. Or be, ne- or be near her. I knew I would avoid it. I knew I couldn't avoid it. 
did not expect what happens next. I've never in my life felt so intense. That's a, that's a page, uh, December 19th, 2002. And when you write um, a, a passage like that or or um, you're, you're creating these different characters, do you have an inner monologue in your head? Do you hear the characters when you yes. write? Or is it more images and symbols that you're translating? I hear them and I see them. In chaos. <laughs> it's chaos. <laughs> it's chaos. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, what do you mean uh, by that? When I write, it's chaos. Uh, my thoughts are like twisting around like a like an F5 tornado. It's like <laughs> and it's chaos. There's emotions flying everywhere. There's thoughts flying everywhere. It's just that's chaos. It's just like it's ready to come out like now. How were you able to get that onto the page? How, how are you able to translate those thoughts, those chaotic thoughts? The best I can. The best I can, man. It's it's real. Because <laughs> it does seem you, you you structure things. I do. I try to. Yeah. I, I mean, but I'm, but I don't. I wrote this book in two weeks, like literally fourteen days. I was done. Had it to the editor. Have any of the characters that you've written about have they ever done anything that have surprised you? Surprised me in the book. Mm. I had a poem in mind that would fuse into what I was saying. So I, throughout this book, I fused in poems that I had written in journals already. Madness illustrates what insanity demonstrates, while chaos illuminates what hell creates. How does that strike you? Oh, it's very interesting. Can you elaborate on it? Madness illustrates, meaning... Madness is painting the picture. Insanity is demonstrating that madness. The chaos of your thoughts are illuminating both of them. And what hell creates is what comes out. Interesting. Never got to explain that to anybody yet. Exclusive. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> well, it's so how do each one of these things, um, when you come up with them and you do them, and, and you write it down and it's done, um, do, do you think you, you change after each one of these things that you go through? These, especially book, when you actually put out a book? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you change as you go. You evolve. As you're writing, you evolve. Like, hey, I never used that word yet. Or that rhymes with that. Never thought it did. You know, I, I think about that kind of stuff, too. I'm just trying to um, capture this. So, a lot of times when you're doing your that's all good. I want you guys to capture. Yeah, when you're when you're writing and going through the process and everything. So the whole thing is really kind of about your process in a way. Not that it's not connecting, or not that you don't want to. It's anything like that. It's not we're talking about that, but you kind of just do it as it comes. Yes. And put it out yeah. there, and so so it's kind of like you're going through your process, and you're allowing people to watch or jump in or view or or read it or feel it you're you're letting people in so to speak you're letting people uh -huh. watch your process as you're going through it oh yeah a lot of people watch that you know that's just my my impression but when you're yeah. when you're doing that 
then you kind of, when you get a connection, then you build off of that and you continue your process. So in a way, um, by allowing yourself to be exposed, then that allows you to move forward as well, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's that's sort of how I see it. Like I, I'm not sure. It's just that's how I'm reading it. I'm not sure if this is right, but that's how I f- feel about it. Looking outside in. That's a good thing. Because you're doing that as it comes. If it just comes to you and you put it out and you're writing it and putting it down. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that there's a a conscious thought of what you want people to get out of each piece that you write? Um, whatever the piece is about, um, once they read through it, I mean, there's no real subject. Right. But it means uh, something to you. Like what I'm saying is so, so yeah, every, you put it out yeah. there and it, it comes from somewhere inside, okay? So you, you, you put it down and you know this is good. It feels good. It feels right. Or it feels bad and it feels right, whatever the case. Mm-hmm. But it's once horrifying. it's... Yeah, right. so it's, it's horrifying right. and it's right and whatever, but then someone connects with it, and then you take that and move further. Um, and, it, I, and I'm and i glad it connects, too. Right. I'm really, really, really glad. And uh, that's a good feeling, too, when that happens. So in a way, the whole, the whole process is kind of your, your connection, Man. right? It's, yeah. It's all there. So in a way, you don't really... Think about what you're saying. It's not like you sit there and plan, okay, I'm going to write this. It just yeah, sort of comes just, out, right? So I'm just wondering if sometimes you surprise yourself. Oh, yeah. And, sometimes. And, but, but so when you do, like, see, this is interesting. So now you you just sort of, it comes to you, you, you write it out, and you do it, and then, then you look at it and go, wow. I mean, I didn't but, know that was I there. I that. Right. So so that in itself, that moment that that happens, what's that feeling like for you? Like, what, is, what does that mean to you? It feels amazing because I've been working toward this forever. It feels amazing. I mean, it's like a magic, like a magic feeling that you, like, you're proud of yourself. Everybody should be proud of themselves in some way or another, too. Right. But, you know, but I, I, I'd imagine now this is, okay, so it's pretty amazing. So you take this, and so you've just written uh, um, a little piece, and you kind of look at it and go, wow, this is, uh, I didn't know I had this, or I didn't know. But do you recognize where that comes from in your life right away, or does it take time? Uh, sometimes it's toward the middle. Sometimes it's the beginning. Sometimes I don't get it to the last word. But it all depends on the the words. Like, if I get a trigger from for my wife, I love. I mean, I'm feeling good, happy, writing, um, writing about her. My heart's beating fast. You know, she always used to tell me, "My make my heart beat fast." I always like that. But yeah, it depends on the writing or the words. It, sometimes it'll hit me in the middle. Sometimes it won't hit me to the last word. But it does hit me. Well, after writing, um, whether it's poetry or, or uh, uh, prose, prose fiction, and especially, like, you write a lot of dark stuff, a lot of dark scenes, um, 
and a lot, a lot of dark um, you know, stanzas or what have you. Uh, do you have a way to decompress after this, or do you even need to decompress? Can you just move on to the next thing? I just move on and play with my kids. Hmm. Yep. Playing with my kids. My son has a gray dog that's falling apart. He likes his gray dog, so and he'll even talk with the thing with me. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, I move on just move on. Talk to my wife, hang out, whatever. Do you have any hobbies or activities that you put into your uh, poetry or prose? The only thing I really do is write and take care of my family. Let me think. I like books. I like old books. But yeah, like, I'll move on. I'll write something dark and terrifying. I was like, hey, kid, want to play? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's many to choose from, so. We talked about Jim Morrison. Who, who are your other influences? Stephen King. Mm. Of course. Uh, Richard Chismar. Josh Malaman. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joe Lansdale. I did a. I wrote a poem with Joe Lansdale. Oh wow! How yeah. was that? Uh, it was awesome. I was. I was like, "What?" <laughs> he said, "Yes." He's like, "Yeah, sure, let's do it." And we. What wrote was the it. process like? What was the process like working with Joe Lansdale and, and uh, getting that poem together with him? He sent me his part. I wrote my part out. Um. It was just a quick copy-paste type of deal. He's just like, bam. I was like, bam. I was like, we love it. I put it on a photo. It happened so fast, man. I was like, bam. I was wow. like, this, he's an awesome guy, too. Very down to earth. <laughs> Lots of inspirations in writing and movies, Stephen King movies. Uh, I like the Bird Box movie. That was a good one, too. But, yeah, I watched horror movies as a kid, too, of course. So. As a kid, we watched horror movies back in our time. Yeah, no, we certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> Scattered Thoughts 1, 2, and 3. 3 is already done, too. 3 is submitted. I don't have a release date on Scattered Thoughts 3. 1 is done, 2 is done, and 3 was submitted like last 4, or 5, 6 months ago. Something like that. Do you ever think you're going to change um, the style of writing like or, or what you're writing about? Do you think you'll ever go in a different direction? I'll never change. I love being strange. Well, not that it's not strange, but I mean, you can go in strange and not what you're writing now. I'm just you could be strange in in other ways too, right? Oh yeah, I just like that line. That's one of my favorites that I did. <laughs> um, that's just me. Well, I that's like good. Right, what do you What do you want people to know about you? Okay, someone's listening and they've never heard of you before. And they go, oh, uh -huh. who is this? This guy's uh, poetry, dark, all this stuff. Um, what can they expect to get from you if they pick up one of your books? Real emotion. Uh, real horror. Real experiences. Fiction. Um, every emotion in their soul. And if you wanna, if you wanna read something that hits home, just read something by me. Now, um, I, do do you like people to get in contact with you, or 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 do you like to correspond with people? I collaborate. I like I haven't collaborated in a long time because it's getting too overwhelming. Um, 
I just turned my messenger off because I get like a hundred requests a day to write. Like people all over the world. Um, hmm. Better to be in demand, right? Then yeah. <laughs> I just I don't know that it was, most of it was like spammers. Where they got you get like a spam messages right. more of that than uh, than real people. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I turned that off because somebody tried to get to my page at one point, so took care of that. But uh, real emotion. Uh, if you've never experienced real, real, real emotion, you need to read something from me. That's what I've been told. It's like I've never read anything this real. You just have to scroll through. Their comments are incredible. I just like I'm humbled by everything that's going on. Came out of nowhere too. Well, you know, take us as it comes. Um, now, how, well, how do you do? You have a website, or do you have a place that you want people to come find you? Or you kind I of, don't have a website yet. No. So okay. is Facebook kind of the place that they find you, or a publisher? Facebook's or the biggest. Yeah. Uh, Facebook's the biggest uh, place you can find me. I don't really mess with Twitter. I don't like it very much. But uh, Facebook's the main place, really, you can find me right now until I can actually get the website going. Yeah. Yeah, it all takes time, you know. It all takes time to go. Um, how, how has everything been for you for the pandemic and your friends and family and stuff? Oh, like man, that? we've been through a lot. Yeah, tough time, man. Lots of loss. So. Yeah, yeah, it's been, it's tough for a lot of people and. Um, Lots of loss, but perseverance through the loss. You got to persevere through the storm. That's what we got to do. Yeah, yeah, we are. Tell my kids, it could always be worse, but we can do it. Push through, be good, be strong, and we got everybody here for each other. So that's what yeah. we do. Well, that's a good thing. Good thing. We're always together. We're always doing family. What family should do. Something I didn't have as a kid, you know? Well, that's good. You know, be proud of yourself. You've come from a tough place, and you've made it a better place for people younger, like your kids and stepkids and everything. I want them all to graduate with honors, I tell them. Yeah. We've been homeschooling them, so we do that too. Well, it's quite a a life. A lot of things going on, you know. Lots. I am a scatterbrain for sure. Yeah. Well, it sounds but, like you're 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 you. It sounds like you're going in the right direction and you're doing the right thing. You know, you're 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 working it. And uh, I'm trying, buddy. I'm trying. Yeah. So what's kind of what's kind of coming up for you? What's next? Have you just uh, you said you're going to put the scattered thoughts three out, or? Oh yeah, there's scattered thoughts three. Um, I'll send you the cover to my uh, other book that's coming out that I haven't mentioned yet. It's called uh, Drops of Insanity. It's a book I put together pretty quickly. Um, It's uh, The Drops of Insanity. It's short horror poetry, like you see on my page. Right. Short for the first, for the, I can't remember, it's 55, 60 verses of it and then I close it with a short story 
and it's called uh, the short story is called uh, Her Soul to Keep. I got that coming out end of September. I'll announce a release date and all that when time draws and yeah. It seems like you you get these um, ideas, almost an urge, and you just do it and you you do it quickly. Is is there a sense of urgency for you to get it out and and to write it down and do it? It just does it feel like there's a pressure or does it? Um, no, no pressure. Just do it. See what happens. You know what I mean. Uh, but these books are published with Cosby Media Productions, which is my current publisher for the Scattered Thought series. And now uh, they are amazing so far. Uh, Braxton A. Cosby, you know who that is? I don't. Um, okay. No, I don't. But. He's a nephew of Bill Cosby, and he has a publishing company and. uh I am signed with them for 10 years. I got lots of more time to write more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah still got time to go, you know. Go I wanna, until I you don't. My goal is 50 before I'm done. Or more. Or <laughs> Well, there you have it. Well, it all depends. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's certainly been an interesting conversation with you, and I appreciate you coming around talking to us for a while and filling us Hopefully soon. interesting in a good way. Yeah, it, well, it's always interesting in a good always. way. <laughs> always, we never. Have I am an interesting, interesting person. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jeff, um, Jeff Oliver, you, you yes, sir. fascinating person, and and I'm glad you took the time, and uh, thank you for being here. I appreciate you guys having me. It's been an honor. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jeff. To find out more about our show, guests, or to listen to past shows from our archive, please go to www.houseofmysteryradio.com. The mission has been completed. The end! By George, he's got it! It is the end! I'll see you. If you're lying to me, I'll be back. This has been a production of Something Weird Media.